found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. Everybody and welcome in. It's the Ken Miller Show, seventeen hundred KBGG. As uh, we talk to world of sports, localizing as best as we can, right up until two o'clock here today. Trent Condon and myself, uh, lots to get to. Obviously, very few guests today. Only a couple. Rob Doster in the second hour of the program. NBC Sports College Basketball Talk. We will talk to Rob, and in the first hour, Zubin Mahente, ESPN. He stops by at about twelve twenty-five as we recap the first four days. Maybe the best four days, and, and, and Trent, I, I've told you many times, October is my favorite month on the calendar sports-wise. Uh, what I witnessed this last four days has me wondering about my decision. Uh, if nothing else, it has narrowed the gap. It was unbelievable. We lived to see it. We didn't think we would. A 16 has finally beaten a one seed. I, I mean, I, I guess that's where you have to start, but there's just so many stories from this weekend, Trent. What a remarkable, remarkable 72 hours. Brackets busted. Is that right, 72? Whatever, four days. 24, 48, and uh, 96. 96, thank you. 96 so. what you're looking for yeah. <laughs> over there. I thought I was the one coming off vacation, but uh, you did as well because off Thursday and Friday. I, sat, was... I, I turned the TV on on Thursday morning. I finally turned it off last night at about 1030. It was, um, Marshall was down 29. <laughs> I, uncle, I didn't know more. No more. But, but it was, it was, Trent, it was incredible. I am uh, very thankful, as I was not in front of my television like you, for the NCAA March Madness app. The thing is incredible. So what does it show you? Is it actually show you, is it just Everything. scores? Everything. Every game, I click on it, watch the game. But not only that I had could watch the games on my phone as I'm walking around Disney World, but... Anytime there's a big moment, come down to the wire, a little alert would beep, 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 seven seconds left. So Loyola hitting the shot. <laughs> Custer. Saw it. Yeah. I mean, every close game, down to the wire, all right, going to go over here, we're standing in line, pull out the phone, uh-huh. watch it. It was incredible. I mean, I, I though I missed wall-to-wall, I didn't miss anything. And it was all because of the stupid little phone Isn't that, that something? was stuck in your hand so all day So what did long. it cost you? Uh, the, Nothing. The, uh, just data. Data. And I was on the Disney Wi-Fi, so it was all Perfect. good. Perfect. Yes. It all worked out then. <laughs> it was very, very good. And, uh, yeah, what a tournament. Uh, the the evening with UMBC, and it was, hey, they're hanging around. Trent, can I full disclosure? Yeah. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be totally honest with you at risk of ridicule. Okay. I had to go to ESPN.com and find out what conference they were in. The American East? Yeah. Yeah. That, that's the answer. I, I, I didn't know. Yeah, I honest to God didn't know. I don't think I've ever mentioned UMBC in the 20 years I've been on the air. I bet you have because they played Iowa twice, and I believe Iowa State once. I don't remember that. Yeah, that was a non-conference game against a by opponent. Is it November? And... I'm football crazy, and yes, you know, yeah. <laughs> come talk to me when conference play. <laughs> sure, begins. right. I honestly, I had to do that, and they had to go on the road to upset Vermont just mm-hmm. to get there. Yep. They who who won the regular season and beat them by twenty plus both times during mm-hmm. the regular season, team that lost by forty plus to Albany. I was just going to say I looked it up. They they forty four. I want to say was the number to Albany, a, a decent American East team, uh-huh. not a great 
a decent. Well, is, well, I was going to say, is there any such thing as a, like, I guess, decent? Probably right, right. In context, this decent. is not a mid major. This is a low major. Right. It's a low major. This isn't conference. Gonzaga coming in and right. picking yes. off Virginia. Yeah. This is UMBC, who was up at, and I and I think this is true. I don't think that the people were joking till this point. They were known as a chess school. Yes, and got in trouble. Uh, they they cheated ma- at chess. Major sanctions oh, against, against the no, chess no, program. That's got to be. Are you sure? Uh, maybe. Did uh, you read that on the Onion? No, no, I don't think so. I, I think they were involved in a scandal in the chess world. <laughs> Please tell me it was steroids. Please tell me. <gasps> oh, that that'd was be steroids. so good. So good. <laughs> Performance enhancing drugs. Yes. Oh, that be for uh, the chess team, not the, the basketball team. team. Yes. Uh, but just, I mean, and Trent, it wasn't a fluke. No, you could tell eight minutes, ten minutes remaining in that basketball game. You know what? It's going to happen. You this were waiting, yeah, waiting you, for the run for see, Virginia. I don't but know if I felt that way ever. It felt like they were getting at least cut it to six, and then all right. But they never could get they even over that did. hump. And if they would have, I think they would have won because yes. then, yeah. Um, the retrievers yeah. <laughs> took a moment to take a minute. Yes, the retrievers then you probably get a little tight, right? Oh, they absolutely. squeeze the ball a little hard or yes. whatever. Um, but they were never put in that spot. It was a that, um, the Loyola story, Eric Musselman. Yes, I mean these are the three things that uh, maybe my three biggest takeaways from the weekend. Great just comeback. how bad it is to watch Syracuse play basketball. Uh, That's my other one. But dreadful. Anyways, just dreadful, isn't it? It is. And and why do people – I mean, I'm going to guess that Michigan State and Tom Izzo, who's a Hall of Famer, has seen the 2-3 zone before? You would think so. Yeah, throw a 2-3. But it's so – zone defenses are so good at the collegiate. Well, there's a reason you're not allowed to play zone defenses in the NBA, right? It's pretty effective. Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah, it's pretty that's effective. That's a fair point. Zone defense, are, now mm-hmm. there's there's gaps in it and there's different things and you can struggle rebounding out of zones. But Has McCaffrey thought of in, uh, trying to teach the 2-3 you're, you're going back right before we got together this summer. That was one of the things I asked of McCaffrey is go somewhere. Go figure out the 1-3-1 for somebody. Go, listen, they have length. Iowa has length. Well, it wouldn't be perfect to match up zone out of it. No, they're just going to do their thing. Mm. Play terrible, man. But it's year after year after year. And if you shoot it well, you can beat Syracuse pretty easily. You can beat talented Syracuse teams. Right. Jim Beheim, you look at these Syracuse teams, and we remember you know, Carmelo taking them into his only national uh-huh. title. But look at the rosters. And they have guys that are seemingly drafted every year, every other year. None of those guys have turned out to be worth a crap at the NBA level. Yeah, other than Anthony. It's, yeah. it's a whole lot of misses, mm-hmm. draft people saying, whoa, that was a stretch, the Johnny mm-hmm. Flynn's of the world, mm-hmm. on and on and on. Is Beheim even a better coach than maybe we give him credit for? Well, I don't know what it is, Trent, but these co- these coaches, these big name coaches, lose their minds when they run up against this, they do. and their kids too, and they can't stop it, and they can't help them throughout the game. So maybe the answer is yes. You know, one of the other takeaways again, um, the, the Big Twelve. I mean, mm-hmm. look at Texas Tech still standing. Yeah, West Virginia still standing. K State with a nice win. Who am I missing? I'm missing one. Kansas. More. Kansas. They, yeah, the, the one. Dog, Kansas. <laughs> yes. Um, it's you know they've got twenty five percent of the Sweet Sixteen. Mm-hmm. That's not a shock, knowing the you know what we watched all season long. Um, West Virginia's kicking, you know what, and taking names. I mean, yeah. they just crushed Marshall last night. This Texas Tech team, Keenan Evans, my God, they, there's a kid. You hate to use the cliche on a mission, right? Mm-hmm. But you know he's running out of eligibility real fast here. Uh, and when he when his team needs a bucket, my good God, give him the basketball. 
And now you get Purdue more than likely without Haas. That's yeah, that's the probably the biggest story from here until Sweet 16 game time Thursday evening is going to be it, Willie or Wony. right? Yep. And it's Purdue, Purdue and engineering school, that's right? A good point. Yeah, excellent point. <laughs> they they know some things over there. They I, must have been on spring break between <laughs> Friday and Sunday though, because quick turnaround. Quick turnaround. I, I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of classes probably this week uh, that are going to be geared around that. Professors are ripping up the uh, <laughs> the uh, the class plans or whatever they're called that they had the this syllabus. week. Yeah, and they're getting to work yes. on trying to figure. So you know what? That's a blow. I was I was mm-hmm. um, disappointed for him. Yeah. You know, another senior. Hate to see the way that it it wasn't a dirty play by any means. I thought it was kind of a fluke, but but I guess when you're that tall and you fall from that, the bigger they are, the harder they fall, yes, right? Yeah. How many times you hear that growing up? Uh, and we watched it on the floor. I felt bad for him. Yeah, me too. It just, he does seem like a good kid. I don't know him or anything, but he just... But you see the, uh, the piece on him and his sister, and his sister's got some challenges. And, oh, okay. Uh, that was a really good piece. I don't yeah. think it was last week, but anyways, yeah, he seems like a really good kid. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to play. I think they're going to find a way. Well, I think they tried to get to find a way for him to play this weekend, yeah. and they couldn't get the NCAA to sign off on the apparatus mm-hmm. uh, that he wanted to uh, to, to wear. Um, Inflammation know. apparently is they assume is going to go down around that elbow. That will also help. That's one okay. thing I, I heard leading into the game when they ruled him out yesterday. Mm-hmm. Is uh, there's a possibility when the inflammation goes down? Well, Purdue sent out. Did you the statement they sent out right afterwards? He's out for the year. They, the athletic department sent out, or I don't know if it's yeah, it must have been yeah. sent out a statement that he's done, hmm. and then the, and then all of a sudden Saturday night you start to see some whispers on Twitter, and there yeah. he is on the floor, uh, trying to see what he can do with it. And the NCAA ultimately didn't sign off on the piece. It has to be because they looked at it as it is a potential danger to the other That's players on the it. floor. Yep. So now you work. All right, what can you put in there? It has to be less than a half, a half inch thick. In thickness, whatever sleeve they kind of build up there, and then you can't have hard parts to it. That so you can't borrow Barry Bonds, right? Yeah, exactly. Put them up there with the with the big body armor that he right. wore to the plate as he was leaning over the plate. So it has to be that. Plus, he's seven four, and I think that also has to play in. Mm. We're talking about a six one guard, right? It's different than when he puts his arm up with now that weapon. Uh-huh. That's. I mean, it's difficult for anybody, mm-hmm. but you, you couple it with a guy that's 7-4, that makes it different, too. So uh going to be an interesting week in West Lafayette. Yeah, no doubt about it. Look, it, it was so much fun. We're down to 16. Give me a team that, look, everybody's wrong. And, uh, I get it. Everybody's <laughs> bracket's been crushed. Yes. Um, uh, give, give me a team that you didn't necessarily like. Yeah. That now, after what you've seen, the two games that this team is playing, they're still alive. That you're thinking to yourself, you know what? How did I miss? Because I've got one, and I'm and and it's a team that I think you and I spoke about way way back, and then they were just so brutal early, but they're in the tournament. They knocked off a heavy head. Where I'm going is Texas A&M. I, that's where I thought you were going, and that team is really talented. Yeah, really. They started talented. off zero and five in the SEC. They uh, had that win early against West Virginia. Mm-hmm. The, First game of the year. Arizona beat them. Yeah. That was their first loss of the year. And then they went, you mentioned the, the start to the SEC, and it was, all right, a very talented team. Yeah. But Guys getting kicked off the team. Yeah. Kennedy had to kick one of his star players off. That's a good one. Uh, Texas A&M. The other one's one you mentioned a little bit earlier, pertaining to the Big 12. Texas Tech. Yeah, there's something, I, I, aren't they? You go back to when they upset Kansas at the beginning of Big 12 play, and it was, hey, that's quite the win. Hey, mm-hmm. this could be the team as we're going through conference. Again. I never believed. 
I just didn't. And I watched them, and I love how hard they play and how they get after it. But And Beard can coach. I just didn't think that this was a team. National championship, I'm still not ready to go there, but Final Four, and they still have to go through Purdue and Villanova. Yeah, it's I tough. think they can do that, though. And I, I thought, no way. I didn't think they were getting to this weekend. I, I didn't think they were going to get through Stephen F. Austin and then Florida, UCLA, St. Bonaventure, whoever it was. I didn't see that on Texas Tech. A lot better, I guess, in this setting. And that happens when you, as we watch a lot of Big Ten and Big 12, you kind of have your mind made up with teams. And then when you see them play different teams, it can change. And that, that's what happened with me for Texas Tech. Mm-hmm. So that'd be the one difficult path, no doubt, but a lot better than at least they were in my mind throughout the season. And they were very good, but better than I thought. You know, they're, they're not going to recede, and I'm not asking them to recede, right? You, mm-hmm. you, you get your draw, you do with it what you But the East is unfair. <laughs> I mean, look at the schools that are left in the And I'll give the Midwest, Omaha's going to be fun because Clemson's playing really well. Mm-hmm. Kansas, Clemson, Syracuse, Duke. Uh, but, but up top in the East in Boston, Villanova, West Virginia, Purdue, Texas Tech. I mean, when you compare that to the left side of the bracket, the right side of the bracket is so much stronger and so much more difficult to punch your ticket to San Antonio. But the East, my God. And I get that, you know, that they're the only one that they've got a one, a two, a three, and a five left. Yes, yeah. Not a five, seven, 11, right. and nine. Seven, yeah, so seven, <laughs> 11, five, nine. A little bit different than a it is in bit. the South. So Kentucky's going to take over the South. Can you imagine now? Kentucky is looking at a path yeah. going through Kansas State team that still might be without their leading score. Well, Dean Wade, he says he's, his quote was, I'm 98%. 98%. I never heard that one. pretty good. Yeah. But a path of Kansas State, not exactly a basketball powerhouse. Although Brown Jr. is playing really he, well. He is. And then either Nevada or Loyola. Yeah. And it's in Atlanta. And they normally and take they over. Will pack but they will pack the place. Those other three fan bases, I'm going to guess... Not going to be a ton of fans there. It is going to be uh, no. decidedly a Kentucky home court advantage, yep. even more than it normally is, which they travel ridiculously well. G- give me a break. Break down the arena for me. Let's and and let's just say the ten percent are just uh, don't give a darn. Yeah. Will it be? Will it be sixty percent Kentucky, and then maybe fifteen case? Because I can't see Nevada fans making their way there. I no. really can't. Uh, Chicago, maybe, but still, we're talking about Loyola. Loyola and how right. many fans are there to begin with? Right. I mean, are we talking 500 to each of those schools? Is that fair? It's it's going to be, like you say, it's going to be overrun with blue. Kansas State will, will be better, but mm-hmm. let's say it's 500 for each of them, 1,500 K-State, 2,000, and the rest? It's going to be Kentucky. Kentucky. Kentucky blue and it's in, an, it's in an SEC city? And that matters. That matters. When, go back and think of, one that always jumps to my head is when Illinois was on the ropes against Arizona in Chicago in the lead eight, the year they went mm-hmm. to the national title game. And they were down 18, and they came roaring back. And they were playing in, was it the United Center? They were playing at, uh, oh, no, what was it? It wasn't Allstate, regardless. but Not the Rosemont, was it? No, no it wasn't, wasn't the Rosemont either. I don't know where they were. But anyway. regardless, you could tell how important that was. And when you have a crowd like that in uh-huh. a tight moment like that, it matters. It absolutely matters. And that's you know, Kentucky is obviously the favorite to come out of there. I think it's even bigger than that, though. I, I just I can't envision them losing to K-State and losing to Nevada or Loyola. I can't. And in that environment in Atlanta, I don't see it happening. And I'm not a big Cal fan by any means, but 
I think he's going to have another Final Four to his credit mm. with this team, yeah. the youngest by far team without that a doubt. he's ever had. Without a doubt. Eric Musselman's – I mean, I hope that they get advanced. That was I one thing say. I got right. I told you before I yeah, left Tuesday, you did. You did me that Nevada in the lead eight. Yeah. And, uh, that, well, we don't have to talk about the rest of things. No, but, but you're good for you. Yeah. But, uh, but boy, he's a different breed, isn't he? He's, he's oh. A, Runs into the lock, got his shirt off. Yes. <laughs> the F-bombs that he dropped the other day. I mean, he only dropped two. Come talk to me when he dropped 12, all right? Then I'm impressed. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, we'll take a timeout. We'll come back. Zuba Mahente, ESPN, will join us. We look forward to catching up with Zubin. Rob Doster in the 1 o'clock hour. Lots of basketball conversation. I know there were other things that happened this weekend. I, I just missed them. <laughs> it's uh, what a fun, fun, fun weekend of college basketball. Uh, we'll be back after this timeout. Trent and I here with you until 2 o'clock. It's the Ken Miller Show on 1700 KBGG. Afternoons, we talk sports on 1700 with Jimmy B and TC, Des Moines' savviest sports duo on the Big Talker, 1700 KBGG. Guys, Trent Condon here again for New Leaf Wellness. Warm weather is going to be here before you know it, and if you added some pounds during the winter, New Leaf Wellness can help you. Great treatment programs designed specifically for you. I'm on the Gack and Mick. It has helped me not just lose weight with my energy level, no more lulls in the afternoon. Give them a call today. Set up a free, no-obligation consultation. 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. Let's feel better together with New Leaf Wellness Centers. Texas Roadhouse will be hosting their annual luncheon benefiting Special Olympics Iowa on Thursday, April the 5th at participating locations throughout the state. Come anytime between 11 a.m. and 2 p.m. to join Special Olympics for a free lunch served by local law enforcement. The organization and officers just ask that you make a donation to Special Olympics when you stop in. Lunch includes pulled pork, a side roll, and a choice of tea, pop, or water. Texas Roadhouse is a longtime partner of Special Olympics Iowa. All donations made during the luncheon will go to support athletes with intellectual disabilities in Iowa. Participating locations include Ames, Urbandale, Cedar Rapids, Cedar Falls, Coralville, Davenport, Sioux City, Council Bluffs, and Dubuque. Bring the entire family for a tasty meal and great atmosphere, all in support of Special Olympics Iowa. At Discover, we believe anniversaries should be a time of celebration, not obligation. That's why we think annual fees are ridiculous. And now just for giving us a try, we're going to give new card members a one-year anniversary gift they'll never forget. At the end of your first year, we'll match all the cash back you've earned dollar for dollar. No caps and no catches, because we know if you try us, you'll like us. And that's worth every penny. Try it and believe it at discover.com slash match. Cash back match offer only for new card members. Limitations apply. Howdy, folks. It's me, Colonel Sanders. My KFC $20 fill-up includes a whole bucket of delicious Kentucky Fried Chicken, two sides of mashed potatoes and gravy, coleslaw, and four flaky biscuits for just $20. It'll feed four people. And it uh, comes with a free bucket. And every time you use that bucket, you'll be reminded of how delicious that meal was. Now that's value. KFC, it's finger-licking good. And participating KFCs for a limited time. Prices may vary. Tax extra. Extra charge for breast piece and side item substitution may apply. Offer includes eight-piece chicken, three large sides, four biscuits. Hi, this is Francis Graziano, president of Graziano Brothers, an Italian food specialty store located on the corner of South Union and Jackson in Des Moines. I would like to thank you for making Graziano Brothers a Southside tradition since 1912. We are so proud to offer the best homemade Italian sausage. The Graziano recipe is based on the flavors my grandfather Francesco and my great-uncle Luigi remembered as children growing up in Italy. 106 years and three generations later, the tradition remains. Our family recipe 
recipe is made from top quality pork and secret Italian seasonings using no artificial preservatives. If you can't get to Graziano's today, stop by Hy-Vee, Fairway, Price Chopper, Cash Saver, Brick Street Market, or Save-A-Lot and pick up a pack or two in the meat department. Try replacing ground beef or pork with Graziano's Italian sausage in your favorite dishes. It's sure to add a wonderful kick to your meals. Graziano Brothers is your only choice when it comes to good taste. Come visit us. It's worth the trip. Washer Systems of Iowa, blasting grime and saving you time. At Washer Systems of Iowa, we have an experienced factory trained service department and will work on any American-made pressure washer. Washer Systems of Iowa featuring Mighty M Industrial Pressure Washers. Mighty M built in Iowa, number one in Iowa. Washer Systems of Iowa. Visit their showroom at 6050 Northeast 14th Street in Des Moines or online washersystems.com. Villaggio Italian Restaurant brings real homemade Italian to you. Fantastic food, great service, and an elegant vibe that feels like home. All your favorites from the original in Norwalk and an expanded menu with the newest location on 100th Street in Urbandale. Plus, one of the best happy hours in the metro from 3 to 6 each weekday. When you're thinking Italian, make it Villaggio. Pizza, pasta, sandwiches, and more. Two locations, Sunset Drive in Norwalk and 100th Street in Urbandale. Villaggio Italian Restaurant. Baseball. Is there another professional sport that brings out as much passion and as many memories in their fans? Kevin the Flag Guy here. We love baseball at Heartland Flags. Go Reds. We know what the flag means, and so do you. The classic pinstripes, the simple W, or the iconic throwback logos of your favorite team. Baseball is back, and it's time to fly your favorite team's flag. Shop in-store, 3719 Southwest 9th in Des Moines, or online at heartlandflags.com. Join the American Lung Association's Fight for Air Climb in downtown Des Moines on April 8th to help fight lung disease. Register today at fightforiowaclimb.org or call 515-309-9507. Well, it's that time of year again, tax time. Not all tax firms are the same. Hi, this is Mike Hammond, owner of Advantage Financial and Tax Services, located in West Des Moines. Not only am I a tax pro, but a certified financial planner as well. We can discuss tax savings ideas and financial services when we meet. We are not a chain and offer local and personalized service. Give us a try. Visit AdvantageIowa.com or call 440-1133. Advantage Financial and Tax Services. Real sports talk for real sports fans. Back to Miller and Condon on 1700 KBGG. Welcome back. It's the Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. Trent Conner and myself with you until 2 o'clock. Jimmy B and TC for your afternoon drive home from 4 until 6. Let's head to Bristol, shall we? Zuba Mahente ESPN joins us in his weekly spot as we recap just an unbelievable weekend. Uh, Zubin, Trent, and Ken, how's things, Zuba Mahente? I mean, you're right about busy. I mean, the tournament stuff, the Tiger stuff. Lost in all this, not, not that anybody in your viewing audience cares, or really even in America might care, but the Raptors, oh, you might care, Ken. The Raptors had their 11-game win streak snapped. Russell Westbrook's playing out of his mind. The Ty Lu thing. Yeah. There's just so much going on. It's unbelievable. 
No, it really is, Zubin. And, uh, of course, the tournament first uh, took front and center, and, and rightly so. You know, we talked about it a lot leading up to it in our weekly spots. You know, how many teams can realistically win this thing? We all felt that there was more parity in college basketball than than ever. But I don't think we we, we thought that it would get to this extent, right? The, the fact that two ones are out of the tournament, the number of twos that have been gone by the wayside. Is this good for the tournament, Zubin, when the heavy heads, when some of the, you know, college basketball royalty is sent home and doesn't make it out of the first weekend? I think the numbers over the years have shown and again, it's a little different because now with social media it's just what games are generating more chatter and excitement but until that social media chatter translates into viewers and ad revenue, I think you still have to look at the traditional numbers, you know, Um, and what I mean by that is, I think the traditional Mandated has always been first four days, first two rounds, Thursday, Saturday, Friday, Sunday. People love the upsets. They live for the upsets. And that's how we generally gauge our level of excitement over the first four days. But it's also been shown over the course of time that the deeper you get into the tournament, the more that brands matter. So I think you definitely want to have your fair share of upsets. That's how people will validate the first four days. That will give it the intrinsic buzz moving to the second weekend. But as you really start to narrow the list of teams, nothing just can win, but the teams that are just left, I think you want some traditional power. So I think the first weekend of the tournament gave us exactly what most of us have always wanted and have responded to. I would imagine the TV numbers would be very good. The streaming numbers would be very good. Uh, just because we got that mix of incredible finishes, massive upsets, but as it more and more goes on, as much as I love Nevada, I think Loyola is a great story. Kansas State, every year they want Bruce Weber out of there. It's He's true. in the Sweet 16. You know, those teams getting to the regional final or the final four, I don't think would be great. Sure, VCU was a great story. George Mason was a great story. But I think if you pulled Sean McManus and David Levy, the president or the chairman of CBS and the president of Turner, and said we could somehow get you some combination of, like, Duke, Kentucky, Kansas. I don't exactly know off the top of my head. I'm not looking at the bracket. But if we could get you, like, three blue bloods and an interloper, or better yet, we could get you four blue bloods, I think deep down they'd rather have that even than a team that's like Loyola that's making a great run. You know who they really don't want? I don't think they want, like, Texas Tech. You know, Texas Tech is, like, a great team in a great league with a great coach. But I think the deeper you go, the more familiar you need the names to be. Early on, the beauty of it is, what is UMBC? Like, that, that works Friday, Sunday, yeah. but I don't think it works on Super Saturday. Yeah, and, and you, met, you mentioned UMBC, the one game relegated to true TV in the round of 32. So yesterday was UMBC against Kansas State. I think that shows you it's fun. Everybody on Twitter and Facebook was talking about UMBC, but as it pertains to eyeballs, it still gravitates back towards those blue bloods. Still, the upset, Zubin, we, we've talked about it forever. Will it ever happen? Will this happen? A 16 over a 1, your takeaway from the Retrievers. You know, the one thing I would say, maybe this is how different things are these days. I was doing Sports Center that night. So it was like late, late, late Friday for some of the country, early Saturday for, let's say, you guys and where I live. And I remember when the game ended, obviously, there was just so many things to do, but how are we going to put this in context? You know, 20 years ago, Harvard defeated Stanford in the women's tournament in a 16-1 game, and you could actually make the argument that the women's game has a far, level, far greater level of parity 
than the men's teams. I mean, if you saw what UConn did to their 16 seed uh, over the weekend, I think they won by 88 points. You can make an argument that needs to be there. And then everybody bought in Buster Douglas and Joe Namath mm-hmm. and Miracle on Ice. And I'm sure that stuff has been discussed ad nauseum. Everybody's brought it up. But the one thing that I thought to myself was as we were thinking about all those things and when other things were happening, it was really the first time where I said to myself, I would actually just like to stop watching the tournament to watch postgame. Like, I can't remember the last time when so many things were going on on a Friday but I would actually want to stop watching the action that we were going to be describing later to just watch the press conferences. And to be honest with you, I was enamored with each one. I mean, I know you got to hear from UMBC, but I certainly think hearing from Virginia was cool too. So it's sort of, the, it's one of those things where if you get to the elite eight of the final four and there's standalone type contest and you know, you have several minutes between games and you're going to hear the comments. But I think when so much stuff is going on in the world in which we live and we want so much urgency, to be able to just step back and listen to both teams talk, it's not something I ordinarily do. Like, if it's not the NBA Finals, I'm not listening to NBA press conferences. But this is just one of those things where despite all the, all the activity, I just wanted to stop, pull away from watching the games that I'm being paid to talk about, and just then watch these press conferences. And I thought, you know, Odom, they said they're going to make him a decent offer. He could probably parlay that into something good. But I really thought Tony Bennett handed himself about as well as you can possibly handle yourself. Because at the end of the day, no matter what happens, if they eventually do get to a Final Four and win a title playing this style, people are saying they can't do it. Yeah, this is always going to be right there. And I thought he accepted that really, really well. I'm with you, Zubin. Uh, they'll, they'll they'll never live this down. That will be the, they will always be forever and forever be the answer to that trivia question. No doubt about it. Zubin Mahente from ESPN uh, is our guest. Zubin does so many moments in this tournament. Uh, you know, one that's that's uh, probably not going to get talked about, and it was shown just because somebody happened to have their phone going when uh, Wagner stopped and, and consoled that, uh, I don't know who it was from Houston, you know, all the Michigan kids, that remarkable finish, they go the, uh, the entire length of the floor, Poole makes the long shot, I know that Rockman passed it to him, I'm, I can't remember who inbounded the ball, and thankfully they don't get it at half court, because then that uh, play would have uh, been, would never have been remembered, right? It was the fact that they had to go the length of the floor, but Wagner stopping, you know, in, in mid-celebration to go and console one of the players on Houston. What, what, uh, what a great piece of video uh, that I think more people should be talking about. What sportsmanship we saw. Yeah, I think that was really amazing just because it's one of those situations where you look at something like that and you just really think about what that moment meant. And again, I don't think Wagner had all this running through his mind. I think he's probably just a good kid kids that grew up in Germany, probably grew up with a different set of values than a lot of people have, and just felt that this was the right thing to do. But you really look at it in hindsight. You just think about what this tournament run meant for Houston. I mean, Michigan played in the 2013 championship game. Michigan has had a player of the year in the last five years. Michigan is consistently playing big-time games. They just won the Big Ten tournament. So for them, it's a probably a little bit different. For Houston, this is honestly the team of a generation. This is their best team in three and a half decades. They had a breakout star on this team. This is a program that was once full of incredible history that had gone dormant. I don't think any of that crossed Mo Wagner's mind. I think he just felt like, what would it be like if I was on the other end of this? But to me, you're right. It's the pure sportsmanship. But if you step back and think about if that shot had not fallen, 
what that moment would have meant for Houston basketball mm-hmm. versus just another, well, you know, we did win the Big Ten tournament. We are pretty good. We've got a great coach. He's 65. We're doing things the right way. We've never had a sniff of impropriety with all the stuff going around the scandal. Beeline Seed is one of the cleanest coaches. We're a good, solid program. And if they were lost, it would have been difficult. But for Houston, that loss was devastating because of the amount of momentum that they had put into this after almost three decades of being a non-factor, after at one point being the tip of the tongue of everybody in the sport. So I don't think that's what Wagner was thinking, but in hindsight, you realize just how devastating this was for the Cougars. So uh, locally, our, our localist team, I guess, still alive is Loyola Chicago and Sister Jean. And, and a lot of times it's these tournament stories, not just what happens in this tournament, but the stories that, that crop up. And Zubin, I'm sure you guys have had fun on SportsCenter talking about Sister Jean. Yeah, I mean, I think right now what we're thinking about doing is there has to be some sort of, and I think I'm going to discuss this when we get in today because uh, we'll be getting ready for the show tonight. And I think at some point, it seems like the next couple of days, you know, um, it'll be a little bit of a respite, and then we'll really start cranking up again on Wednesday with this stuff. Today will probably belong to Penny Hardaway and Ty Lue, I would yeah. imagine. Yep. But it's one of those things where, and, you know, we'll see what, what else happens tonight. We'll, we'll keep track of it tonight. But it's one of those things where... Um, <laughs> I think the cool story would be some sort of like youth and, youth and experience story, the, old, the age-old story of Sister Jean and uh, Mariah Musselman. I think I would love to see some sort of the opposite ends of the spectrum story. So I'm going to push that when we get in today. I don't exactly know who's staffing what. We're still figuring all that out. But I think that would be cool. The Sister Jean thing is amazing. Porter's done a great job. I actually think this is great for the Missouri Valley. I know you guys have a couple of Missouri Valley teams in there. I think Wichita left for the right reason. Um, they got to see that they probably felt that they deserved this year, even though it didn't really matter with the win. But I think part of them leaving the Missouri Valley was to just move to a higher echelon and make sure they were more preserved on Selection Sunday. So check mark there. But I think you can't leave the Missouri Valley, and they'll never say this, without sort of saying, like, uh, guys, uh, you know, I think we're a little better than this, so uh, we're going to have to uh, take off. And then suddenly you have a team like Loyola Chicago that's not just outlasted um, you know, a team like Wichita State that in some ways probably thought they were a little better than Missouri Valley, but you've got a team that's outlasted two one seeds, haven't been there since 85. And the thing about Mosier that's so great, you know, Mosier played at Creighton, and it's one of those things where uh, when he was asked, what's it better to do, go to the tournament as a player or a coach, because he's actually done both, and that's somewhat rare too. Uh, and he said, oh, no doubt it's better as a player, which I think helps him understand how special it is for his players, because he's actually been as a player. So there's so many great, great stories still to be had, and I still am stunned Nevada actually came back and won that game, and it's just gonna, it's just going to be terrific down the stretch. Florida State, Clemson. I mean, look up. I look up one point. It's seventy to twenty nine. Clemson, seventy to twenty nine. I mean, it, it, this is the SEC coach champion. I mean, so there's just so much to keep track of this weekend. But uh, it's actually going to be, you know, I love going a million miles an hour. I'm sure you guys do too, but. It's actually going to be just great to be able to take a step back today and just worry about, like, the NBA and a couple of other NFL signings and just breathe for a second, you know? <laughs> no, I, the, I'm with you. Uh, Zubin, what, uh, what's next for Arizona after they were unceremoniously dumped by uh, Buffalo? I mean, that game wasn't close as well. That was a 20-something uh, point win. What's next for Arizona? And do you think that the um, – you know, just the cloud that followed became too heavy, and maybe that's not giving Buffalo the credit they deserve. What's next for Sean Miller and the Wildcats? I think you could make a point that every school that's had a large amount of, let's just call it, Ken, 
off the court distraction, right? Let's just call it that. Because, well, you know, Arizona is claiming it's one thing, we're claiming it's another. But every team that's had some sort of real, real drama, whether it's Louisville, who didn't even get this far, or Michigan State, and again, Michigan State just couldn't shoot. I'm not saying any of the distractions are the reason that they're not standing. But every team you just mentioned, Ken, Arizona, USC, I mean, all these schools either didn't make it or are out super early. I don't think there's any real coincidence that the teams that had this sort of drama, because you're dealing with kids again, weren't able to handle it. I think for Miller, what his biggest undoing, and I have no idea what, you know, he, he's vociferously denying this ESPN story, but I think what's really going to end up deciding his fate and the fate of the program is that whatever happens with this story, their ability to recruit, I think, has been crippled. Yep. Um, all of their top guys are fleeing. So he could survive, um, but he is not going to be leading the type of program that he built. He is not going to be type of leading the type of program that their fan base has accustomed to having, which is essentially, with all due respect to UCLA, who's the best traditional power in the West right now, I mean, before this season started, the best program going on the West Coast was Arizona. I think most people believe they had a better coach, they had better recruiting, they have better fan support, they have more uh, passionate fan support, but that's all before this season started. So I think while he can survive to an extent, I don't think he can bring this program back to the level that it was or he had it operating on because if you can't recruit, you really at some point at that level are going to pay a massive price for that. And we're seeing it with Pittsburgh. Um, if you can't keep your guys and get your guys, there's just nothing you can do. And at Pittsburgh, it's a, it's a good program in a really tough league. Arizona program time in their league. And if you tell me they're losing their ability to recruit, I just think that program is in for a real tussle. And I don't think this is a situation where you're in recruiting purgatory. I'm not just guessing they're going to lose guys. I mean, all their guys have decommitted, right? I mean, everybody they have coming in has already done it. Right. So this isn't like a guess. I mean, I think an educated guess if it was, but the guys are just fleeing left and right. And, um, you know, you need one DeAndre eight in a year to be able to compete. And, you know, you need one Marvin Bagley or you need one Kevin Knox. And they've always been able to hang their hat on getting one of those types of players, if not more like Trier or whomever, Alkins, Ristich, and they're not going to get anybody like that moving forward. Zubin, uh, you mentioned the ESPN story with Arizona. I think back to the Patriots story that came out with ESPN. When a story like that comes out, you know, in your seat, and it comes from one of your reporters, and maybe there's something that doesn't pass the sniff test to you, a little inside baseball here, but you know, what kind of editorial freedom do you guys have on ESPN when it comes from an ESPN story? Well, I'll take you inside this story. I don't have any editorial freedom. I'll take you inside this story. <laughs> this story broke on a Friday. Mm-hmm. I distinctly remember it. We went into a meeting. We meet at 4.30 every day for the 11 o'clock Eastern Sports Center, which we'll be doing today. We walk in. We discuss what we're hearing, what might break, what the timetable might be, what's going on. And then you just sort of let it happen. I'm sure you guys walk in, think of about five stories, and then you guys drive in and another two have broken that you don't know about. Where does this fit in the show? We're doing the same thing. We're just getting our information and we're just waiting. So at that point, we were told one time on a Friday, that particular Friday, that uh, this story was going to come out with all the details that everybody already knows. We didn't know about Miller's status, and we didn't know about Aiton's status. We just knew they were playing the next day on ESPN in a really big Pac-12 game against Oregon. So when we came on, we were going to do it at 11, and then somebody said, hey, look, 
I think we have enough for this story. We're going to go on at halftime. There's a game on ESPN2. Every so often they have a game on ESPN2 Friday night. We're going to do the halftime report, and the halftime report is going to be about this. And then we'll have more at 11. And I said, okay. So I said, what do I write? And they said, we are going to tell you what to put on the air because what you put on the air is going to have to be vetted by our legal department. So I started writing some things, Sean Miller this, Sean Miller that, a couple of things I knew. Um, and then I just said, okay, I'm not going to go with anything until this gets approved from my boss and his boss. While I'm writing it, they came out and said, stop what you're doing. Here's what we're going to do. This, every single sentence of this paragraph, every single sentence that we're going to put in the teleprompter has been vetted by our legal department. So we don't want any deviation from this. And I was totally on board with that because I don't know the law. <laughs> I don't exactly know what the word allegedly could or could not mean down the line. Um, I don't exactly know everything that uh, Mark Slaybaugh had. I talked to Slaybaugh on that halftime report, but I didn't have any of his background information. And it was so bang-bang, I didn't have a chance to speak with him before we went on the air because he was obviously constantly working on the story. So in situations like that, what ends up happening is our legal department gets involved, and then they will approve a script that one of our editors, or to your point, Trent, somebody on the editorial staff will say, we feel comfortable going with this at this particular time. Things could change over the course of time. We could get more details, less details. But at this particular time, if we are going to go on the air and put this story on ESPN.com and then put it on television, here's what we need you to say. And that's my role. Slayball, of course, has the ability to say whatever he says because he's talking to people. He's talking to people on background. He's got sources. I'm just the messenger. So what I do is I get an approved script from somebody that's come up on high, that's been legally checked, and I go with it. So there's not a lot of wiggle room for me. Um, I just sort of asked the questions that obviously a viewer would want to know. So, Mark, what do you think this means for Sean Miller's immediate future? Mark, do you think this means DeAndre Ayton won't play tomorrow? Mark, what is the timetable in terms of rectifying this? Mark, if Sean doesn't coach, who will coach? And those, I think, are very safe questions, but more importantly, questions our viewers want to know the answer to. So my, my role is a little bit easy. They just tell me what to do. And then I just ask the natural, persistent question that I think somebody at their couch or somebody at the bar would want to know. Hmm. Well, I, I gave you a suggestion what to do with Tom Crean, and that was to uh, handcuff him to that charity in, in ESPN <laughs> and not let him out. Uh, I, I told you throughout the years, Zubin, just, uh, and I think I'm speaking for the majority of college basketball fans. I really do. They really enjoyed his work, and I get he's a coach and he wants to get back uh, and coach because that's what they do. But the one year, Zubin, that he spent at uh, ESPN breaking down college basketball, uh, when I listen to a guy and every now and then I learn something or I didn't know something, that, um, that resonates with me. I'm going to miss Tom Crean, the broadcaster. I would agree with you. I think when Greg McGarity, who's the athletic director at Georgia, when these decisions are made, and while I concur with you that he's great, and I'm really glad I had an opportunity to work with him, he's got just a, a, a wry sense of humor. He's really terrific. Um, just a great guy, too. But I think what ends up happening is, if you take a look at who's open for some of these jobs out there right now, a couple of things happen. You look at it from their view, and you say, we're in the Atlanta metro area. We have a gorgeous campus. We're committed to basketball. Um, we can be better than what we are. And I think a coach that realizes where that school is located and the resources it has, it can be a great opportunity. And I think Tom Crean saw that. Thad Mata, who's obviously, he's got impeccable reputation and credentials, Final Four, Big Ten Championships, et cetera. He looked at it, too. But I think when you look at it from George's view, it's different. I think Crean looked at it for all it can be. 
You know, he overachieved at Marquette and Indiana. is just a tough job, but he still went to the tournament four times, two-time outright champion, all that stuff. But if, you're t- but if you're the administration, you don't look at it and say, who do we need, who's the hot name? You look at it and say, 15 years ago, this guy went to the Final Four with Dwayne Wade. Then he was able to go into one of the toughest conferences in America, a decimated program, none of his own doing, that he had to go in there and turn around and won the Big Ten twice in a four-year span and, did a, by and large, did a really good job, all things considered. I just think it's sort of like, what, you know, it's funny I say this because Kelvin Sampson put Indiana in a lot of these binds. It's sort of like you have to appreciate what Simpsons, uh, Sampson's done at Houston because of what he inherited. And I think at the end of the day, fans sometimes and media sometimes don't, they just look at the total picture and they'll lump in his record and say, well, you know, the first three years he had nothing to work with, and we don't remember that because he had the job for nine years. But I think a lot of schools look at it and say, nine years, four tournaments, walked in with crippling situations in front of an incredibly demanding fan base, far more demanding than the Georgia basketball fan base will ever be, and he succeeded, has gone to a Final Four, he has done less with more, with all due respect to Marquette. And I think, to be honest with you, Ken, there's just not a lot of coaches like that out there walking around. There are just not a lot of coaches out there with Crean's resume walking around, and he's fresh to the game. He wanted to get out for one year to recharge his batteries, to do TV, to keep himself relevant, to make sure recruits could know, like, hey, I was that guy on ESPN last year. So I think at the end of the day, it really worked out. But I think Crean, as time will go on, people will start to realize, to your point, great analyst, but people will really start to realize what he did at those two stops. And I think Georgia was able to spot that early. I think it's going to pay off. His opening statement, I don't know if you saw the press I conference. Did, he ran yeah, it on the SEC. Yep. It's been a 27-minute <laughs> opening statement where he's got everyone fired up. He's yeah. going to do a great job, a great, great job. And I'm happy for him. And you're right. I'm glad we got him for one year here because one year with him is better than no years with him. I can just see him pacing uh, oh, in the yes. studio in the commercial <laughs> break. Because, uh, <laughs> hey, last thing, Zubin, uh, just because, um, you know, so much muscleman this weekend. Uh, married yeah. to an ESPN alum, did you work with Danielle Sargent when she was Danielle Sargent at the time at ESPN? Did you cross paths? I didn't. Um, I got here in 11, but several, several, several people did because there's so many longtime employees here. The thing about Musk that's so cool, I remember last year we had him on. We always get a bunch of coaches on before the tournament. And what I really appreciate about him, and that's another guy who knows how much longer he's going to be there, though he is really much like Chris Beard, professed his attachment to the city of Reno. Beard has some family in, in uh, right. you know, Lubbock, so it makes it a little different. But, you know, this is why I think – you look at a guy like Musselman, you know, Cream's like what we talked about, Ken. Cream's like in a lot of ways a can't miss if you just do your due diligence. And I think Muss is the same way. Muss was an assistant in the Pac-12 at Arizona State, so he could probably get a West Coast job. He was an assistant at LSU. He could probably get an SEC job. But if you really look at the way he's built it, his first year on the job there, and yes, he's got big-time players. He's got transfer players. He's got amazing quality for Mountain West Conference talent. But his first year there, they won the CBI. That's fine. I think in your first year, if you're in a one-bid league with the MWC has been for a while, that's fine. Second year, obviously you know who they played in the first round. They played Iowa State. So the first year, that's a dissension. All right, win the CBI, check. Next year, one step further, get to the NCAA tournament. Third year, get to the NCAA tournament. It probably would have been acceptable to win one game. And I believe, Trent, you know all the stats. I think I saw a stat. I'm not kidding. Their first two games... I think they led for a total of like one minute and 15 seconds. Yes. Yep. I'm pretty sure through the first two games, they led for a total of 115. So I love the must story. 
because if he wants to get another job, he's got enough roots as an assistant around the country, but to go CBI, tournament, tournament, two wins, that's how, I think that's how you really appreciate how good a coach is, to be able to take a team and consistently mold them and meld them. And there have been many examples, Ken and Trent, of transfers coming together. You know, Fred did a great job with transfers. Eric's done a great job with transfers. But bringing together a bunch of transfers from high majors, I think they should all have the ball. It's a lot harder to do than people think. Fred did a great job with it, and Eric has really done the same thing, too, because with that level of talent that he has, it easily could have blown up. And also keep in mind, they're playing without their point guard, Lindsey Drew, who tore his Achilles. So you're talking about one of the most important pieces on this team being out, and they're still in the Sweet 16. Great stuff, Zubin. We'll run you down next week. Thank you, my friend. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next week. Good to talk to you. Zoom Mahente, ESPN, Tun Lake. Quick break. Come back. Wrap up the hour. Trent and I till 2, 1700 KBGG. News, talk, sports. Yeah, we got all that online at 1700kbgg.com. Hey, honey, I'm going to the chicken coop to watch the tournament. Whoa, wait a minute. Our team didn't make the tournament. Yeah, but, you know, my second favorite team did. Oh, really? And who's that? Um, um, the... Let me guess. You're in a pool again, aren't you? A couple of them, yeah. Gotta go. Bye. It's tournament time, baby. No need to flip channels to watch the game. The Chicken Coop has all the games from every network on every TV. The Chicken Coop, serious about food, serious about the tournament. The Rookie is Central Iowa's leader in sports cards, collectibles, supplies, and memorabilia. The Rookie has a large selection of vintage and modern-day sports cards for brands such as Topps, Upper Deck, and Panini. Whether you're starting a new collection or building your own, The Rookie has all your needs from football, basketball, baseball, hockey, UFC, and more. It's time to collect. Stop by The Rookie, 9992 Swanson Boulevard, right across from the Willis Auto Campus, and online at TheRookieSportsCards.com. Save more with Liberty Mutual Insurance. Hey, Esther, Liberty Mutual just saved me 782 bucks on insurance. Liberty did what? I know. It's a lot of money, right? What'd you say? Liberty Mutual saved me 782 bucks. Visit us online to get a quote. What? I said, visit us online to get a quote, and you can save $782. Liberty Mutual Insurance. Based on a recent countrywide new customer survey, coverage is underwritten by Liberty Mutual Insurance Company, equal housing insurer. Are you still talking? The 4 for 4 from Wendy's has a lot of fans because it's a deal that gives you a sandwich plus four nuggets, a small fry, and drink, all for just $4. But now the 4 for 4 has more variety than ever with eight sandwich choices. I'm loyal to the double stack. I'm Junior Baking Cheeseburger through and through. I pledge myself to the crispy chicken sandwich. I'm loyal to my hunger. Whether you're loyal to one sandwich or all eight, the Wendy's 4 for 4 has a sandwich for you. So Try them all and pick your favorite. Now that's deliciously different. At participating Wendy's for a limited time. Offer not valid in Alaska and Hawaii. I'm Jason Horowitz with an NCAA tournament schedule preview. The first weekend of March Madness is in the books, and now it's on to the regionals. This Thursday, the action will come from Atlanta and Los Angeles. And then on Friday, the spotlight moves to Boston and Omaha, all on the road to the Final Four in San Antonio. To make sure you don't miss any of the excitement, Tune into Westwood One's exclusive coverage of the entire NCAA tournament right here. State Farm agents get what's important to you, even in a deafening crowd. Oh, that's what I'm talking about! So my State Farm insurance helps protect you from any common accidents? Yes! Don't worry! I know what my man CP3 needs! What are you doing? 
accident. Does this guy? No, this guy does not count as a common accident. Can we switch seats? Of course! Get an agent that gets you. State Farm, here to help life go right. If you're looking for ways your company can give back to the community, get involved with the ARL. Offer employees a day of wearing jeans with the Denim for Dogs program. Or place an ARL donation bank at your counter. Or sponsor a dog cutout and encourage visitors to take selfies with the dog. Visit the Get Involved section at ARLIowa.org to learn about more ways your company can support the animals at the Animal Rescue League. You ever wonder what you look like with a full, natural head of hair? Well, find out. Mr. Executive lets you try before you buy. Get real hair again and a lease with options. Mr. Executive offers a 90-day lease for just $200. And at the end of 90 days, if you decide to keep your new hair, the initial investment goes toward the purchase price. Look, don't spend any more money on potions and lotions that don't work. Check the latest in hair replacement online at MRExecutive.com or call 274-4049. Mr. Executive, 70th and University in Windsor Heights. At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company, and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we don't just show up with a dumpster and trailer in your driveway. We arrive with a business card in hand, ready to take care of your home. Whether it's a simple roof repair, a complete re-roofing project, or a new construction project, Wolf Construction can handle the job. Call Wolf Construction at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. We're a roofing machine. Here we go. Back to Iowa's only local sports show over your lunch hour. Here's Ken and Trent. Trent and I with you until uh, 2 o'clock. Rob Doster coming up. ES, uh, ESPN, NBC uh, Sports College Basketball Talk. No surprise, Tiger moves the needle. Uh, Highest-rated final round of the Arnold Palmer Invitational at Bay Hill in six years, which coincides with when he won it. Oh, of course. Right. Uh, streaming up 683%. So that's good. I mean, obviously a huge number. Mm-hmm. Can you monetize streaming? Have we figured out a way to? Yeah. I mean, there's commercials in there and everything else, so it's it's like watching on TV. Okay. Just, commercials are still there when they go to commercials, so... Yeah, you're good. So, so that's good, right? So yeah. the advertisers are getting that good, yes. good stuff. Yeah. But, uh, boy, this um, Roy McElroy was unbelievable. Well, we'll talk to say, save that for the yeah. 1 o'clock hour. We're going to do some football conversation uh, as well on the other side. As there were other happenings, believe it or not. We'll come back with those on the Ken Miller Show. Until 2, Trent and I with you on 1700 KBGG. Now, listen to 1700 KBGG on Alexa. Say, Alexa, enable the 1700 KBGG skill. Then to play us, say, Alexa, play 1700 KBGG. Simple enough. If you're a small business owner, you know how important it is to keep good records. We can help. Hi, this is Mike Hammond, owner of Advantage Financial and Tax Services located in West Des Moines. Bookkeeping, payroll, sales tax reporting, as well as income taxes, everything you need to be successful in running your business. We are not a chain and offer local and personalized service. You do what you do best and let us do the rest. Visit AdvantageIowa.com or call 440 Advantage Financial and Tax Services, located in West Des Moines. 
Washer Systems of Iowa, blasting grime and saving you time. At Washer Systems of Iowa, we have an experienced factory trained service department and will work on any American made pressure washer. Washer Systems of Iowa featuring Mighty M industrial pressure washers. Mighty M built in Iowa, number one in Iowa. Washer Systems of Iowa. Visit their showroom at 6050 Northeast 14th Street in Des Moines or online washersystems.com. At the Food Bank of Iowa, we know it's hard to believe that someone you might know might be struggling with hunger. But when one in eight Iowans may not be sure where their next meal is coming from, hunger may be closer to home than you think. It affects all kinds of people parents, students, families, like the Hardesty family. Even though they work full-time, they struggle to make ends meet. But with three children, giving up isn't an option. We help families like the Hardesty's every day. You might not know this family, but they could be your neighbors. Together, we can help ensure that all of our neighbors in need have dinner on the table. Donate today at foodbankiowa.org. We're the Food Bank of Iowa, and together, we can solve hunger. Why do we call it small business? Why not agile business? Nimble business? Dance circles around the big bulky behemoths business. UMA Office, the small business phone solution, has a virtual receptionist to direct calls to the right extension and a mobile app to help you answer while away from the office. About all that's small really is the price, starting at only $19.95 a month. Visit UMA.com, that's O-O-M-A, or call 866-649-9377 to find out more. UMA, the phone your small business deserves. The 4 for 4 from Wendy's has a lot of fans because it's a deal that gives you a sandwich plus four nuggets, a small fry, and drink, all for just $4. But now the 4 for 4 has more variety than ever with eight sandwich choices. I'm loyal to the double stack. I'm Junior Baking Cheeseburger through and through. I pledge myself to the crispy chicken sandwich. I'm loyal to my hunger. Whether you're loyal to one sandwich or all eight, the Wendy's 4 for 4 has a sandwich for you. So try them all and pick your favorite. Now that's deliciously different. At participating Wendy's for a limited time. Offer not valid in Alaska and Hawaii. You don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next-day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. Call today for next-day installation, 515-262-STAR. Greater Des Moines Habitat for Humanity's new Restore is now open in Urbandale. Donations of home improvement items to Restore are sold to the public to support Habitat's mission of building homes, communities, and hope. So donate, shop, and volunteer at your nearest Restore on East Euclid or in Urbandale. Are you in the mood for real, classic, homemade Italian food? Well, I have the spot for you. It's Villaggio. Two locations. The newest location in Urbandale, 2675 100th Street. The original in Norwalk. Classic dishes like cavatelli, spaghetti, lasagna, and vodka rigatoni. Top-notch pizza and awesome sandwiches. A great happy hour and Italian done right. Villaggio, 